in today's episode of That Taxi Podcast. Men never fake orgasms. And, and if you are a man who has faked them, why? When I've been on the street for two nights during these cold nights, I can't take another one, I'll die. If you don't take me to jail right now, I'm going to break this window. That's what I thought, yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have ate that burrito. He was going to go and kill himself. And here comes the oh shit moment. Oh shit. He pulls out a gun and says, I'm serious. Oh, he showed you a gun. He showed me his gun. Welcome to That Taxi Podcast. I'm Thomas. And I'm Taxi David, author of Too Much to Handle, a series of hilarious cartoons of all the crazy things that happen in and around my taxi. Thanks for jumping into our cab for a ride along. Yeah, we've been driving taxi for years and we love to talk about work. You mean bitch about work. Yeah, okay, that's true. Everybody does bitch about work. We know you'll find this entertaining. Sure will, because we have a unique point of view as nighttime taxi drivers. That Taxi Podcast drops every Wednesday on Spotify and wherever else you get this podcast. Uh, Thomas, I think you mean to say wherever you get your podcast. No, Einstein. I mean wherever they get this podcast. I don't care where they get their <laughs> other podcasts. Okay, okay yes. Uh, okay, well, let's go. Up we go. I'm off duty. I You're said. always off duty. I made you say hey, duty. Nice to see you, David. Good to see you. I love this 86 Hugo. <laughs> I can see you got the deluxe trim package. Yeah. It's got a gas cap and a hub cap. So one. How you doing? Good, man. How's your week? Uh, my week is has it was kind of slow actually this weekend. Did you experience that at all? Uh, yeah. Friday was great. Friday was great. Saturday, Saturday was, was lame. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Saturday went downhill. So, what happened to you people out here on Saturdays? Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened. There were a lot of college kids out, and typically when there's a lot of college kids, a lot of my regulars just sort of fade out. They they don't like to be. Yeah, them, yeah. So. And I noticed that. Uh, College kids seem to prefer the rideshare. I don't know if it's be the convenience of payment or convenience of knowing exactly when you're... I don't think it's a preference. You don't think it is? No, I think it's what they were brought up as now. Okay. I think uh, uh, when Uber came into town, they hit the college hard. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I don't think they intended to be in a town this small. Well, I heard it wasn't Uber trying to get in here. It was the students at the college trying to get Uber here. Maybe. Yeah, yeah so. maybe, yeah. And we noticed it uh, in the taxis. Oh, immediately. We noticed the yeah. kids being gone. Yeah. Um, and so now you think of, well, how long has Uber been here? Got to be six years now. Yeah, right? I was going to say like five years. Mm-hmm. So five or six years, and you've got kids who have been here from the beginning to the end, all Ubered, and they don't know any different. Right. You know, they right. don't know how to, t- they don't know how, we were talking about this last week. They don't know how to take a taxi. That's right. They walk out of the cab without paying and they don't have a concept of just, oh, I can just get into this cab. And I've even heard some older people say, you know how long it's been since I've been in a cab? Yeah. Yeah. So, Anything interesting happened this week? Well, I'll let you go first. Because I, uh, oh, okay. I, I, I had, um, I had a situation that was not farting. Uh, they got in the cab and it was very clear. Uh, that they had just had sex. Oh. It was, uh, 
noticeable. In fact, forgot to put their clothes back on. No, no, no. It wasn't a visual thing. It was a uh, uh, olfactory. Wow. Yeah, you could definitely smell they had just had sex. Okay. That was interesting, and it was, and they were quiet. They were extremely quiet. They didn't talk. Like okay, all the way downtown. They just uh -huh. didn't say. Anything. Did you try to stir the conversation? I did. We talked. I apologized for my um, jazz that sounded like grocery store music. Okay. The, the bite. Well, sometimes you can, sometimes you, you try to get a conversation going and the, you can just tell the people do yeah, they not don't want, want to talk. talk. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because they were fighting, because I don't think it was that at all. They were, there was no sort of suggestion of, I didn't, you know, doing this job, you have to be semi-empathic. You know what I mean? Exactly. Where I can feel when somebody is uncomfortable. I can feel in my stomach when somebody's nauseous. I can feel when they weren't talking, that it wasn't a negative situation, but maybe it was an awkward situation. So I dropped them off right by the bus station downtown. Okay. The transit station. Nice. But it was uh, just an awkward ride? Yes, it was. And you didn't say, I know what you guys have been <laughs> up to. I didn't say, ooh, what's that smell? Roll down the window. <laughs> you could have always opened with, you know, I bet I can perform better than he did. Oh, snap. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because well, obviously that was the problem. Oh, well, that's a given. Yeah. Oh, maybe that was the issue. Maybe yeah. the, she was just disappointed. Right. Or he was disappointed. More likely she was disappointed. Yeah. yeah. Men never fake orgasms. And, and if you are a man who has faked them, why? <laughs> just to get done. <laughs> she was just that I'm bad. Sorry. <laughs> so, well, I guess I can talk about my week now. Uh, one of the things I like to do when people get into the cab says, I like to make them laugh. I like them to feel comfortable in the cab. And uh, so these two uh, nice-looking young ladies with a couple of rather large dogs get in the cab. Okay, I'm glad you said dogs. Uh -huh. I was worried you were heading in a different direction. No, no. And uh, so they get in the cab, and we start to go, and I look back at them, and I say, now look, I don't want any peeing on the floor, and I don't want any biting. And that goes for the dogs, too. <laughs> and they start busting up laughing. And, you know, sometimes it can go one way or the other. You know, you can just insult them. And, <gasps> Did you like, say I'm a bitch? Right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I got a good feel for them. And they, they start laughing, and it was a good ride all yeah. the way. And, you know, so. My go-to is always, let's get out of here. And judging by their reaction to it, like, they might laugh. Uh, or they'll say, yeah. So what, what, what do they say when you say, let's get out of here? Well, it depends. Some, some people, and I can gauge whether they want to talk or not. Um, like if they go, yeah, oh, let's get out of here. And it's like, um, having a rough day? You know what I mean? And then you go down that path. Right. Or, the, or they'll say, yeah, let's get out of here. And it's like, what are we going to go do? You know, you, you ask, what's going on? What's happening? He's going to come here for a little bit. Here, you hold my mic. I'm going to go. Are you still on? Make water. Are you still on? Yeah. Okay. You're going to leave me in this Yugo all by myself? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, don't man. drive away. Yeah, well, I don't think I could. <laughs> now that I'm in Dave's car all alone, I'm going to leave him a little present in the glove box. <laughs> Wait till he sees this. Well, he'll probably smell it before he sees it. I'm sure we'll hear about it in our next episode, anyway. Our, uh... Well, since Dave's gone, let me, uh, you can reach us at thattaxipodcast at gmail.com, thattaxipodcast on Twitter, thattaxipodcast on Facebook, 
So please contact us. Let us know how you like the show, what you don't like about the show. Uh, if you're cute and attractive and want to get to know me a little better, eh, that's okay too. So, um, yeah, this is very boring actually by myself. Uh, I got this Yamaha keyboard and it's got sound effects on it. I love this old toy. Oh, school's out. Hey, get that dog out of here. Oh no, a kitty. Oh, that guy was going really fast. Hey, there's a frog in my throat. I shouldn't have ate that burrito. Anyway, those are my some of my sound effects I'm going to play with later on. Stay tuned, kids. Here he comes. Shh, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Here he comes. Okay. Did not. He did. I was walking up to the go to the bathroom. Oh, okay. He, that was that guy right there. This guy wants a hot dog. Begging is such an interest interesting industry, if you think about it, because you don't have to do anything. It's the person who walks across you, comes across you, they do all the work. Some people are scared. Some people are angry about it, about homeless. Some people are sad. Or some people are convicted in their hearts or something about, you know, it's, it's all what happens inside of you, not the, not the person begging. If I ever became homeless, I still, ha first of all, I don't think I would because I think like us, we're part of a community of people that I think people would rise to it, right. you know, and, and help out. It's not something important about being tied to, to a community. Whereas a lot of these people aren't tied to a community, and so that's why they're where they are. Or if they are, that a lot of the people have been given up on. Like maybe it's been yeah. so many times that someone just finally said, that's it, I'm not helping anymore, I'm not, you know, you're on your own now. So. Yeah, and sometimes they're so far on their own that they are, I had a guy sitting right where we are, giving the people at J's a hard time, and it was a bitter cold winter night, and uh, they threatened to, kill the girl that was working there or something that cops came and he said why are you doing this why don't you just go to wherever he goes sir i i've been turned away from all those homes because i've caused trouble in them and all this kind of stuff and i've been on the street for uh two nights during these cold nights i can't take another one i'll die and was he, he said if you don't take me to jail right now i'm gonna break this window that's what I thought, yeah yeah and uh i don't know what happened i know the cop took him into the car and drove him somewhere i don't i know he didn't take him to jail probably but he probably drove him to one of the churches that he may have you know offended at some point and he's going to try to find a way to get the kid in right you know yeah um but sometimes you know when you you you've burned every bridge along the way and sure these are the consequences of your behaviors and your actions but still you don't want the kid to freeze to death now here's the thing though this dilemma has been here for all time yes you know what i mean right for all time. And it doesn't right. matter what one's opinion is on it. Right. It's always here. Yeah. Ever since 
Biden started presidency, <laughs> homelessness. It was never a problem before. Think back, think back to when Trump was president. There wasn't were, one homeless had... person on the streets, and you know it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, forget about it. It's been around. Oh yeah, it, it will be here forever as well. It will, and um, I think really what it boils down to is being a human and being human to other humans. Oh yeah, definitely. And now it's time for us to find out what we're going to talk about. Welcome to Topic Roulette. We've hijacked the spinning wheel from the classic board game, The Game of Life. And each number on that spinner wheel is assigned a different topic for us to discuss. And we never know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, and that's what makes this show so spontaneous. So that's Topic Roulette. It's a stupid name. I agree, but we couldn't come up with anything better. So please, dear listener, contact us with some of your ideas. But that's what we have for now. Let's get started. Okay, here we go. We're going to spin the wheel. All right. You have the honors. Well, thank you very much. Seven. 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 It is an oh shit moment. Oh shit. You want to go first on this one? I think I go first on this one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me see. I can oh, think of one. shit. You can think of one? I, I think I got one, too. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, several years ago, I worked for a different company that was doing a lot of the medical transport out of the hospital. And they had me come pick up this guy, take him home, which is about a, it was about a 15, 20 mile trip from the hospital to his house. Well, along the way, he starts telling me he's suicidal uh. and that he wants to have me pull over at an overpass so he can jump off. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, dude, uh, no, it's really, it's not worth it. You know, I try how you talk them down. Mm-hmm. It's off the ledge, so to speak. Yeah. I'm, I, I cannot pull over and let you do that. And you know, I can't. And finally he agrees that uh, I can't do that. So he said, doesn't matter anyway. I'll just go home and hang myself. Oh my God. I'm like, dude, don't do that. And he's like, yeah, you'll, you'll see. You'll see. I, I just can't take it anymore and sometimes where did you pick him up from from the hospital from the hospital yeah okay um i'm like dude don't do that here's your house i let him off at his house he walked in and i thought to myself what do i do now oh shit yeah the only thing i could do i called the sheriffs and let them know the guy was suicidal and told me he was going to hang himself when Mm -hmm. he got home and that i believed him because he kept wanting me to stop Okay, so there's basically two options. One, he's serious, and he you need to call somebody. Right. Or he's not serious, and he's just being manipulative. It's always better to err on the side of exactly. he's serious. I'm yeah. Better safe than sorry, so Absolutely. to speak. I would always, unless it was an obvious, you know, joking around thing where, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang myself tonight, you know. like. Yeah. But it was, I believed him. I believed that he would have done it. But anyway, I did call the sheriff. And as soon as I told them the address, they knew the guy's name. So they had obviously dealt with this guy before. But I still felt better for calling them and letting them know. And they did go and do a welfare check on him. Right. Yep. Later on, it was about three weeks later, I went to pick him up again from the hospital. And he saw who I was and he started cussing me out because I called the cops on him. I could take that. Yeah, I did. I totally could take I that from them. Didn't bother me one Not bit. one yeah. bit. He's pissed off that I called the cops, but yeah. yeah. You were looking out for right. him. That's okay. What about you? Do you have one? Well, very closely connected to that. Um, also, a pickup from the hospital. There are a lot of people who go to the hospital because they, and especially the hours that we work, like three in the morning and things like that, they're going there for 
drugs. Attention. Or okay. drugs and some, mm-hmm. or attention. Yeah, absolutely. Just to come in and I don't feel because they have nothing to. Else and no to do. one's there. Right. No one's there. They're for them so lonely, yeah. and it's very sad. But there are many who are turned away because doctors are very familiar with the ones who come in. They've been doing. They've been doing this job a long time. Right. They know the ones who are just coming in for the drugs. Oh, mm-hmm. my teeth hurt, or my eyes hurt, or whatever. Right. And I had one of those situations. I picked up from the hospital. He had clearly been rejected, and on the way, same thing on the freeway. He opened his door and said, I'm just going to jump out. And I didn't slow down. <laughs> I just kept driving. You didn't unlock the doors? N- no. no. So here you go. No, he just, he opened the door and stared at me. And I just kept driving. I looked at him and I kept driving. And he shut the door and didn't say anything the rest of the ride. Oh, he actually opened the he door. He opened the door while I was driving. And it's hard because, you know, it's, you're going at yeah. like 60, 70 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Well, this Yugo doesn't go that fast, but (laughs) so very recently, uh, one of the local bars called me and asked me to pick up somebody who was crying at the bar. Oh, and I usually get really uncomfortable. Yeah, me too. You know, do we know this person? Is it somebody you care about for, you know, because, but they didn't know him. Oh, him. Yeah, it was a guy. Okay. He was, he was at the bar crying and and they had even worse. They hadn't even given him anything to drink because he was already kind of sloshed when he came in. Was that pretty sexist of me to say that? But that it was a guy. So that made it even worse. I mean, we've done an expectation of of men not to do that. Right. right? Boys don't cry. That whole thing. Um, very un PC of me, but I picked him up. I decided to take him because it was really difficult for the bartenders at the time, they just wanted him out of the bar, and he right. didn't seem that bad. But on the way, he told me he was a terrible person. He feels terrible about his daughter not looking up to him and his grandbabies, and he was going to go and kill himself. Same thing that you had. You okay, know? that sounds a little more sincere. It it was, and here comes the oh shit moment. Oh shit! He pulls out a gun and says. I'm serious. Oh, he showed you a gun. He showed me his gun. Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, I was not scared. Okay. Because I, he wasn't threatening me. If I, if there was a fear I had, it might have been that he might do it in the car. Right? And then you have to clean it up. <laughs> yeah, and there goes my night. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he does show me, and... I think it's just, you know, obviously to show his sincerity mm-hmm. on it. And I was genuinely concerned. Okay. And I drove to his house and or his apartment complex. And we, we we sat and I listened to him while he talked. Okay. And I told him that... Uh, how long how long did you let him talk? Was it like five minutes? Oh, it's like a good 10, 10 oh, 15 oh, minutes. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So took I, a good I, time. I put the car in park and turned toward him and because oh. um, he was in the front seat with me. And uh, he just cried about his mother and his daughters and uh, his grandbaby, who he wasn't going to get to see. And uh, he felt terrible for all the drugs that he had dealt. And he admitted that he had killed people. You know, he, had, he was uh, he was sure. Yeah, he was into the drug dealing scene. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't think it to look at him. He was very well dressed and uh-huh. he was well mannered and quiet. So he was probably one of the more serious ones, right? right. The ones that take it as a serious business. So he wasn't the stereotypical drug dealer that you think of wearing his hat backwards. Right. No, no. He wasn't a gangster, thuggish type person at all. He was a very soft-spoken guy. And when he left, I shook his hand and I told him he had a big impact on me. And not to, you know, let that go to waste. He said, well, you'll read about it tomorrow in the paper, I'm sure. 
And again, same situation. Either he's telling the truth or he's trying to be be manipulative and get some attention. But it doesn't matter what the two are. Always err on the side of be serious. No matter what you think. Yeah. Yeah. So I immediately called the police and I watched him go to his apartment. So I was able to tell them where he was. Uh Then I drove back to the bar to find out, you know, any more details that I might need to know for the police. Turns out there really wasn't much else. They did a wellness check and they made sure that um, he fit the description of the person that I that yeah. I had called on. And uh, we went from there. I have not heard back, but I did see him again at that same bar. Okay, so, but do you know if they took him into custody that night? I don't think they would have taken him into custody. I think they just did a wellness check. Well, if he was that serious, maybe he told them, yeah, I'm serious about that. And they... I, I don't know what the I don't know oh, what the procedure is. I, I've called on a wellness check with somebody else before and they've only taken them to the hospital. Right. You know, so it's possible that they took them to the ER. For a mental eval. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, that's possible. Oh, that's what you mean by take them in. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I sorry. I thought you meant like you're going to jail, but oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's 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 a oh shit moment already. That was an oh shit moment. So let's uh go back to the wheel and see what our next uh, subject matter is. Okay. You wanna spin this one? Yeah, let me give it a whirl. Okay, here we go. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're fired. Hey. Oh, nice. oh man. How many times that go around? Seven. Seven again. Ten. Can we do two in a row? I, I have plenty. We I'm sure, you know, when they say what's your craziest story, they could oh, just yeah. as well be. And that's your the thing moments. too, is you have so many stories, it's hard just to pull one. Yeah. Unless you have one you go to all, all the time. Yeah. There's a girl riding by on a bike in her in the short skirt, and, and her Thomas skirt is nearly broke flying his up <laughs> to, to look at it. Because I'm a leg man, oh, my man. Um, seven. I'll get seven. Let's do another, another one. Moving. Okay. I'll let um, you go first. Let me go first. Sure. Okay. I had uh, a, herpes. A, you had herpes. No. Gonorrhea. And chlamydia. No. Didn't you All tell me once? that story? Yeah. No. You told me that. Oh no. Maybe it was somebody. That else. was your mom. Oh my. It was your mom. So I had a woman. Okay, listen. I you had, had a woman? woman? Well, that's amazing. Okay. I never thought you would have a woman. How's that? We're never going to get through this episode. <laughs> We're never going to make okay, it through. go ahead. Go ahead. So I had a woman who I began driving quite frequently, but this was how I met her. Okay. She, interestingly enough, is a former swimsuit model. Wow. Yeah. You wouldn't think it to look at her now. Uh, oh, that's sad. It is sad. But it was, you know, is she her, is she one of those that's trying to live her glory days and still nope. dressing like that? Nope. And, oh, okay. Nope. Good, good. Nope. Because that was the saddest thing I ever saw was Ellie from the uh, uh, Beverly Hillbillies. I think she was eighty something years old and she's still dressing like Ellie May. Well, she never left her. That was probably a big part of her identity. Yeah, but it is point. sad. Yeah, this wasn't that case. She okay. she just life beat the hell out of her, and you could tell. Um, I found her stumbling out of a bar and I took her home. They knew where she lived and it was difficult to get her out of the cab because she was so wasted. Mm-hmm. She pointed to her apartment number on the second floor. So <laughs> I, yeah, oh, I know, great. but she was a waif of a girl. So I picked her up. Oh, she was thin. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's a little girl, little, little petite. Uh-huh. And I picked her up and was carrying her up the stairs while this man comes down going, who the fuck are you? Oh, what do you see? Do? You carrying his wife? Yeah, up. I was carrying his wife oh. up the, up the uh, stairs, and I'm like, 
Awkward. Buddy, 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 buddy. Yeah, this is one of those oh shit moments. Like, uh, listen, I'm the cab driver. And fortunately, at the time, I was driving for uh, Yellow Cab. So I just pointed down to my taxi. And it's all lit up and it's yellow and all this. He immediately softened. Like, immediately. Like, like he got deflated instantly. And it was grateful because I did not need to be punched in the face on the stairwell. Uh, and he took his wife off my hands. And we, we had a very short conversation because he wanted to know where was she? How did she get in the cab? you know all, what was going on there and we exchanged numbers because that was I would, one of I would the be things saying, don't bring her back up here she's yours now <laughs> yeah right bye <laughs> uh, freedom she he gave me or i gave him my card in case he ever wanted me to go get her or find her or anything like that mm-hmm. um and that's something that i offer a lot of people is like if you sure. need help with certain things like this right. but when they're married couples sometimes i might say i do need depending on who i had as a customer first, I would protect one over the other. Or if they're both very good customers of mine, I would tell them, you have to understand there's certain things I can't cross over. You know, like if you're saying, where is she? Go get her. Or, or uh, who right. is she with? There's certain things I can't mm-hmm. tell you, you know. Whereas in this context, I think it was it was perfectly fair for him to say, where was she? Is everything, you know, he was concerned. Okay. Um, over the many years, I ended up taking care of her. And a lot of the times... She didn't even know it was me. I would tell her, get in the car. And she would. And I would just take her home. She didn't know how she got home. She may not know that it was even me. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that was my oh shit moment. That's, uh, yeah. I would be a little frightened myself. Do you have a... I do. Uh, Another... Well, yeah, similar, I guess. Uh, Taking an inebriated woman home. And let's just say the uh, tribal casino out here called me and had me. They were paying for it. They it was a charge. Uh, so whatever the meter came to, I would just charge them. She was pretty wasted. Couldn't talk. Was uh, uh, in and out of consciousness. So in my younger, more naive days, I uh, agreed to it. Uh, nowadays, I don't do that. I always insist someone rides with them at. And I will bring them back for free. Yep, I do the same thing. So I said, okay, when they gave me her address, they got it off of her player's card. Uh, so I said, okay, yeah, it's uh, about 10 miles from here, uh, north of here. I take her to this address. And, I, of course, I can't carry her up the stairs, so I go see if anyone's there to help me. Mm-hmm. I knock on the door, and a woman comes to the door, and I, she goes, yeah, what, what do you want? I said, oh, I'm with this cab company, uh... The casino sent me with, and so and so is here. This is the address. She turns around and yells, "Hey, Robert, your ex-wife is outside." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> so Robert comes to the door and says, "Yeah, she don't live here. Nope she's she's not my life anymore. She's I haven't she hasn't lived here in five years." I'm like, "Okay, oh, man. five years, five years." Of course, she wasn't. I guess she should have renewed her player's card, right? The casino is the one that sent me her address. That's okay. what they had on file. So he tells me her address. It just happens to be ten miles the other way from the casino. You're getting paid for this. Though. I'm getting paid for this. Okay, no tip, but you know, yeah. Ends up uh, being about a hundred and eight dollars by oh. the time I finally found the right house because it was a house behind a house. But had the same address, so I knock on the main. And she's house. wasted. Yeah, I would knock yeah. on the main house. She's no and, help. And he goes, "That's the house back there." 
I said, okay. And by this time, she is gaining a little consciousness. I said, is this your house? I pull up behind it. Is this your house? She groggily looks and says, yeah. Yeah, I live there. So give me your key. I'm going to make sure that your key unlocks your door. Oh, my eyes are getting big here. Okay. Because I'm concerned for you. No, no. This was, I'm, I was going to open the door and let her walk up. I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the guy at the other house is watching too, so. Okay, okay. Jeez. I'm seeing a gun here. No, no, no. Okay. So I unlock the door. It unlocks. I open it. And I go, yep, this is your house. Go ahead and go in. So she stumbled in, and I left and charged the casino a nice hundred-something okay. dollar. But it was where she lived. Yes, it was. Okay, so Finally. I was waiting for the Finally. turn. But that there. was the oh shit moment, was the going to the ex-husband's house and uh, her his new wife getting to answer the door. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to piggyback that one, because um, I had something somewhat similar. I had a, uh, a college-age girl that I took to the university area. Um, completely drunk and we get to the apartment she goes it's right here and she starts banging on the door i'm helping her because she can barely walk and i'm holding her up and she's banging on the door and she's whining and complaining ah this bra is too uncomfortable ah. and she takes off her bra and gives it to me you know Women can do this. Oh Men, I don't goodness. know how to. She takes off her and bra. And then her boyfriend opens no, the door. No, then the door opens. Oh, then the Jesus. door opens. And it's these two guys. And they go, I don't know her. Oh. I think she lives upstairs. Oh, yeah. So I'm helping her up the stairs. And I've got her in one arm. And her bra in And her bra in <laughs> the other <laughs> arm. In the other hand. And I get to the door. And already he's opening the door because he heard <gasps> oh, no. all the ruckus downstairs. Oh, no. But he was okay. He knew what was going oh. on. So he knew he she took the bra. Yeah, yeah. And he, then you, you were well, he knew the whole situation was I was not doing okay. anything. I should be. You, were, you weren't like uh, bringing her underwear back, right? Right. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Well, those were our two segments. Yeah. Um, Even though they were the same, I guess that worked. Yeah, actually, that did work. Okay. I hope. I hope we didn't bore you, listener. So sorry. That went pretty quick. Yes, it did. Oh, hey, one more thing, though, that did happen this week. It's going to be real quick, okay? okay. Uh, Wednesday night, I was going to go Is out. it okay, listener? Is it okay if he has one more story? Okay. Yeah, it's okay. I was going out Wednesday. Uh, I went to the bar where my friend's a bartender. He was going to get off early, and we were going to go, you know, just go hang out somewhere, mm -hmm. maybe play a little pool somewhere. So I get there, and he looks at me, he shakes his head, because the bar was pretty full, and I knew that he was going to have to stay. He goes, go ahead and sit down there, man. I'll, I'll feed you some wings and give you a beer for coming out here. I said, Oh, that sounds cool. So I sit down at the end of the bar, and uh, this woman comes in. Pretty big woman, wearing a sundress, uh, you know, stocky, pretty, you know, like she could take care of herself, kind okay. of. Okay. She goes into the... Um, big Russian woman. Kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, without being stereotypical. Yeah. Anyway, so she comes out to the bar, raises her hand straight up, and you can see she has never shaved her armpits in her life. Big Russian she, woman. Big Russian. <laughs> you're some kind of your. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's the thing over there, right? Well, we're over here. Maybe over here. Maybe she's never been over in Europe. Who knows? Uh, anyway, so she. Who wants we're to? not making fun of anybody that way. She, okay. So she raises her hand out, flops this huge muff of hair. Can I say muff? <laughs> I think you did already. You're killing me. Comes out this muff of hair. 
Tuft. Call it a tuft. Tuft. That's the word I was looking for. She raises her arms and says, who wants to buy a woman a drink? And everybody at the bar, mostly guys, kind of just looked down at their beers and ignored her. One old guy sitting right next to me says, "Give give the ballerina a beer on me. So I kind of look at him funny. It was fine. You know, I guess anybody can buy anybody a beer if they want to, right? Sure. She downs that thing in about three seconds. You know, like she never had a drink in her life before. And she just swallowed it, almost swallowed it whole, right? Mm-hmm. Raises her hand, slams the beer down, raises her hand again. Who wants to buy a woman a drink? And now, by now, everybody's oh, no. staring at their beers. Uh, she's just going to, you know, get shit-faced. Trying to get shit faced for free, right? The old man next to me raises his hand. Give the ballerina another beer on me. Okay. Downs it, one drop, slams the beer down. One more time, raises her arm, tough the hair, flops out. <laughs> <laughs> I can almost smell it by now. <laughs> Who wants to buy a woman a beer? No man, of course, yells, Give the ballerina a beer on me. She's, I think I know where this is going. Okay, so I look at the old man. I say, hey, I don't mind you buying that lady a drink, but she's no dancer. I mean, you keep calling her ballerina. Why? He looks at me and he goes, son, any woman who can lift her leg that high must be a ballerina. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I am so sorry, dear listeners. Don't be sorry. Thanks a lot, guys, for listening. Talk to you all later. Have a good rest of the day. Thanks for coming along with us on That Taxi Podcast. We'll be back next week with a whole new episode, and you can find us on Spotify or wherever you download your podcasts. Wherever you download this podcast. Oh, right. Sorry. We want your thoughts, ideas, and feedback on today's episode. So please contact us, and we really do want you to contact us at thattaxipodcast.com, at Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram. See you next week. See you next week.